Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Men and brethren, once again, I greet you in the name of our God. Even Jesus, as I come to you this awesome morning with the saving gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Of course, you know this is your regular voice on radio. The Senior Pastor, Blessed Assurance Gospel Church International, Reverend Felix Igweweze Benoba. I invite you 7.30 every Sunday morning. We have a life-transforming, a life-changing, victorious service right here at Blessed Assurance Gospel Church. 230 Ekewa Road, Asorohi bus stop, right here in Bini City, Edo State. Many tell me that they live far. The Lord will help us. That's why you sponsor the gospel. We can bring the gospel very close to you. How? You participating, just giving us a little token to assist us. You know you can donate a whole land, a whole house, and say, come and start a Bible study here. And we will do just that for the glory of God. So the gospel is free, but bringing it to your doorstep, either via radio as you are hearing, or television at times, or even coming practically to have a church by your community. It costs so much. That's why I encourage you, sponsor the gospel. Send us sponsorship. And the good God will bless you. No thanks for the economic situation of our country. But all the same, let's exercise faith. There's still God in heaven who can get something great out of nothing. I believe the Spirit of God will tell you what I've just said. While we pray. Everlasting Father, we thank you once again, bringing us one-on-one -on -one with your word. Because your word is yourself. Indeed, you told us that you honor your word above your name. Psalm 138 verse number 2. Lord, I'm asking and praying that as your word come forth, Touch my listeners to take you serious so that they can benefit of your word. What you can do, your word can do. By your word, you created the heavens and the earth. You say, let there be light, and light came. Oh Lord, I'm asking as your word come forth. Touch my listeners to know that what you can do, your word is doing already. So that every heart to be open to receive your word. And so I bind the spirit of religion. I bind the spirit of unbelief. Holy Spirit of God, go right there. Penetrate fence. Penetrate palaces. Penetrate the rich and the poor. Penetrate every heart. And let your word this hour produce life. Abundant life. In the life of men and women you created for your honor. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brethren, have an awesome revelation. Heaven has mandated me to come here and deliver to your hearts. As I talk on, understanding God's requirement. One word, God's requirement. Many today are in the church. But we are ignorant of what God demands from us as people who worship the living God. And some are also outside the church, of course. If the foundation is threatened, what will the other unrighteous people do? If many in the church don't even know the mind of God, they don't know the requirement of God, what about the people out there? If you look at our world today, all the problems, all the commotion, all the hunger, the bad government all over the world we are complaining, is because men don't want to discover what the true God of heaven and earth, the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus, men don't want to discover what is his requirement from us. For God to bless us, for God to release his grace and blessing upon us, we must meet up with his requirements. And that's why this morning I'm talking on understanding God's requirement. And it's my sincere prayer that the truth of God's word that comes to you through this program regularly, it's my sincere prayer that they will find true expression in your life. It will find true expression in your spirit man. And this truth you are hearing here will definitely set you free. Micah chapter number 6. Prophet Micah chapter number 6. I shall read from verse 1 to 8 also. Hear now what the Lord says. Arise, plead your case before the mountains. 
and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, O you mountains, the Lord's complaint, and you strong foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a complaint against his people Israel, and he will contend with Israel. May God have mercy on us in Jesus' name. Did you see a fearful revelation in Micah chapter 6? Look at verse 2 once again. Hear, O ye mountains. The prophet was complaining to the mountain. The Lord's complain. Are you strong foundations of the earth? For the Lord has a complaint against his people. Have you ever asked yourself, is God angry with me? Has that question ever occurred to you? Many people come to church asking for blessing. That's all right. Many people come to church asking for prayer of deliverance. That's all right. Many people come to church, pastors are praying, people are praying. Nobody ever sit down and say, what does God have against me? Or you think God does not have anything against you? You just wake up and sleep and sleep and wake up and think that God does not have anything against you? You are hearing the sound of my voice. Have you been wise enough to sit down as an individual and ask yourself, what is the complaint Almighty God have against me? Israel never knew that God has complained against them. And it's horrible when God has a complaint against an individual. More so when you are ignorant by your actions or inaction and you don't want to put your life right. That's why there are problems everywhere. Commotion, natural disaster. People will not ask what is God's will concerning this thing. Where have we gone wrong? Where have you offended Jehovah God? Nobody cares. All they are talking about, the witches in their village, the witches in their place of work, the witches in their family house. Forget witches. When you get it right with God, all your enemies shall become inconsequential. I say that again. On the basis of the word of God, I just read Micah chapter 6 verse 2. And God said he has a complaint against Israel. So I'm telling you, if you are able to settle your case with God, all your enemies put together, they are inconsequential. I can say that practically concerning my life. Because of God's favor upon my life, everything men and demons are doing, people who are far, people who are near, even friends who are full but they pretend, all they are working against me, they fail. Once you are able to get it right with God, I say this for the third time, all your enemies put together, the witches and wizards in your father's family, they will always be there. They were already there before you were born. The witches and wizards in the compound where you stay, wherever your enemies are, the truth is this. If you can get it right with God and the favor of God is with you, I put it to you, all your enemies shall become inconsequential. They shall become as nothing. That's what the Bible says. Because God will definitely contend with the people that contend with you. But you must firstly get it right with God. And that's why listening to a message like this is important. As we talk on God's requirement, understanding what God requires from you. So, God began to complain in Micah chapter number 6 verse 2. Hear, O you mountains, the Lord's complain, and you strong foundation of the earth. For the Lord has a complaint against his people, and he will contend with Israel. I pray God will not contend with us in Jesus' name. That's my prayer. If you look at the way this nation is going, we take one step forward and we are back on this step. You see the way things are going. So many plans are going on to get this country out of all the hook she finds herself. Economic problem, political problem, security problem, kidnapping and all the problem. Look at it. The problem this country is having, man cannot solve it. God has a problem against this nation. There's something this nation is doing. And what is that? We have relegated God to the background. I listened to Donald Trump some few days ago. The president of America. Hear what he said. Donald Trump said, and I quote him, that Americans don't worship government. They worship God. Americans, Donald Trump said, don't worship government, but they worship God. But you and I know that over here in Africa, more so in Nigeria, 
We worship government instead of worshiping God. We worship men instead of worshiping God. And there is a problem. So when God has something against us, no matter the effort we try to put, we cannot get it right. And that's why this message is coming for everybody. So we can use our tongue to count our teeth and put things right so that it may be well with us. Not until God said it is well, there's nothing we can do. I'm reading my Bible. Micah chapter number 6. I still read that verse 2 for the third time. Hear ye, O ye mountains, the Lord's complaint, and you strong foundation of the earth. For the Lord has a complaint against his people, and he will contend with Israel. I prayed and I'm praying again. May God not contend with me. I believe you pray such prayer. Verse 3 of Micah chapter number 6. O my people Israel, what have I done to you? And how have I wearied you? Testify against me. For I brought you up out of the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from the house of bondage. I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam just to lead you out. Verse 5 of Micah chapter 6. Oh, my people, remember how Balak, king of Moab, canceled Balaam to curse you. But look at what Balaam answered him. You know the story in Numbers 22. Read it. Instead of Balaam, who has been paid to curse Israel, Numbers 22 from verse 1 to 6. Instead of Balaam to curse Israel, by the request of Balaam, when Balaam opened his mouth by the instrumentality of the power of the Holy Ghost, instead of cursing Israel in number 22, he started blessing them. Do you know there are many people cursing us today? They wish us evil. They pour a lot of curses on us. But they are surprised. With all the curses they are bringing upon us, our life is moving on. Please don't take the credit. I shouldn't take the credit. You should know there is a God over us who is protecting us. You are hearing the sound of my voice and you are born again. If you are not, I'm capitally sorry for you. Give your life to Jesus. There are many enemies we don't know. That's why I love some people. You go to church, you say, Pastor, tell me who is my enemy. How will you even know all your enemy? If you know all of them, what can you do? God began to remind Israel in Micah chapter 6 verse 5. Remember how I brought you out of Egypt. And then on your way to the promised land, Balak hired Balaam. It's recorded for us in Numbers 22 as we read from verse 1 to 6. How Balak hired Balaam to curse Israel. But when he opened his mouth to curse, he started blessing. What am I saying? There are many battles God is fighting for us. Giving us victory left, right, front and back. And we don't even know where the victory is coming from. That you slept well last night and you woke up this morning. Don't you know that God kept you? Don't you know he who keeps Israel is the one keeping you that never sleep nor slumber? So we shouldn't take credit for the great thing we are enjoying. Rather, it should make us come back to God. But Israel consider God as a problem. May I ask you why I continue? Do you consider serving God as a big problem? Coming to church and serve God, do you consider it as a big problem? Spending money to sponsor a program like this, promoting the kingdom of God on earth, do you consider it worrisome and wearisome? But don't forget, some people can spend all their money doing juju, doing idol worshiping, doing occultism. It doesn't make any difference. But when it comes to the things of God, they complain. Why pay tight? Why give offering? They are enriching pastor. Good luck to you. If there are pastors that are enriching themselves, good luck to them. But you know, if you are a child of God, money is needed on planet Earth to move the kingdom forward. Because by wealth shall the kingdom be built. So when you love the Lord, you will spend your time and money for him. It will not be a problem to you. But today, people prefer going to spend their money on stupid things than using it for the glory of God. People prefer on Sunday morning, they go and play hockey. 
instead of coming to a living church to serve God and hear the word of God. People prefer going to big cathedrals where they just do 20 minutes mass and take what they call Holy Communion. Holy Communion is Lord's Supper, not the Lord's Breakfast. They go and take breakfast in place of supper and they go play hockey. They go going to Lioness Club and they go, you know, associating with BB class instead of coming to learn the way of God. And so God began to ask Israel in the day of Prophet Micah, am I wearying you? Am I not the God that protected you? Am I not the God that delivered Balak from cursing you when Balak hired him? And Balak, the son of Bapur, gave you a blessing. Remember how it was. And now, verse 5 of Micah chapter 6. From the mountain of Akara Groove to Griga, that you may know the righteousness of the Lord. Micah 6, 6. I'll stop at verse 8. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? The prophet began to ask, how will you appease God? Shall I come before him with a burnt offering? Are you sure God is actually looking for a burnt offering from you? That's why he's asking you to serve him. No. You can see some people say Ugu is worrying them. Oromila is worrying them. Uh, their father's idol is worrying them. And they go and play oracle. And they say the idol is looking for goat. Idol is it goat you are looking for? It's goat now. By the time you kill goat, idol will leave you alone. That is not God. There's nothing you can give to the God of heaven. He gave us the best. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God is not asking us for go to anything. All he's asking us that we give our heart to him. All he's asking us that we should allow him come into our life, manage our life, be our Lord and Savior. All he's asking us is that we should come in partnership with him. How? By accepting Jesus Christ, the gift of God, as your Lord and personal Savior. Remove your hand from all the fetish idols people are doing. Remove your hand from what you call tradition. I've told you time without number. Pouring libation to wood is not a tradition. Tying living and dead wood cloths, tear tear cloth, permit me to use that word. It's not a tradition. Witchcrafting and occultism is not a tradition. Our tradition is beautiful. We respect tradition. But the tradition that has to do with idol worshipping, tradition that has to do with pouring libation to the river, tradition that has to do with witchcrafting, tradition that has to do with putting dirty pots on the main road with smelling goat and rat, is unfortunate. That's not our tradition. We reject it perfectly in Jesus' name. When you are worshipping the living God, you don't appease God by goat, by ram, by dog. God is bigger than that. God paid price for our own sin. He gave us his own blood through his own Jesus Christ. So prophet Micah began to say, let me read verse 7 again of Micah chapter 6. Let me continue from verse 7. Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall God be pleased when you give him your firstborn? No, for your transgression. God does not need any offering. God does not need any sacrifice from us. That's why anybody making any sacrifice today, you are sacrificing to devil. I've told you so many times in this program. Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 20. 1 Corinthians 10 20. Any sacrifice you are making here today, you are making it to the devil, no matter the name you are calling. God is not in it. Every sacrifice the Gentiles make, unbelievers make. Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 20, I told you, they are to the devil. And we must have no business with the devil. By pouring libation to the river, to dead wood and living wood, buying down and killing fowl and goat, you are connecting yourself to the devil. And you shouldn't do that. That in angers God. God does not need anything from us. All he needs is that we give our life to him. Once again, look at it finally. That is where the message is. This is where I'm going this hour. Micah chapter 6, look at verse 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord requires of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Don't forget I'm talking on understanding the requirement of God. 
Prophet Micah haven't complained against the evil of the children of Israel. And he told Israel that God is not asking you to give him any sacrifice. Prophet Micah now gave us the truth of the whole matter. And that is Micah chapter number 6 in verse 8. I read it again. So beautiful. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good. God has shown us the good way. Jesus is the good way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the life. John chapter 14 verse 6. Jesus answered him and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. This is an answer Jesus gave to Thomas when he said, Lord, we don't know the way. As you read your Bible in John chapter 14 verse 5. Jesus answered in verse 16 once again, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So, if you marry these two verses of scripture together, with Micah chapter number 6 verse 8, he has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? What does God require from you and I? That we should give our life to Jesus. That is number one. You and I should accept the love of God, the gift that God gave to mankind. And that is Jesus Christ. When you give your life to Jesus, you accept the sacrifice of Jesus by faith on the cross of Calvary. You believe that for your sin, he shed his blood. And you ask him to come into your life because he said he's knocking at the door. Revelation 3.20, Revelation 3.20. He's knocking at your door. If you open, he will come in. He will become the Lord and Savior over your life. So, one of the things that God requires from mankind today is that we give our life to Jesus, is that we accept Jesus as our only Lord and Savior. And then, as we do that, what follow? Still on Micah chapter 6, verse 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? One, to do justly. Two, to love mercy. Three, to walk humbly. Brother, look at these three things before we close this all-important message. These three characteristics, they are lacking in our world, especially in our nation today. What does God require from you if you must walk with the God of heaven? Number one, Hosea said, I told you Hosea 6, 8. Wonderful. That's my memory verse. What does God require from you and require from me if we must walk with the living God? Number one, to do justly. Everybody say justice. Today in our world, justice has been sold. One naira, 20 couple. Even less than that. Justice is no more found anywhere. You can see people wrestling with truth on every side. Justice and truth has been done away with in our land. Our land is full of lies and injustice. Is it among the politicians or the political class? Is it among the ruling class? Or even among the people they are ruling? Go everywhere today, you hardly find truth, you hardly find justice. The court of law is supposed to be a place where truth is meant to prevail. No. Men are turned into a place where they wrestle against truth. Hear the word of God. Woe to him that wrestle with truth. If you are wrestling with truth to turn it upside down, you are incurring a rot, a curse from heaven that both you and your children unborn cannot come out. Many people are suffering hardship in one way or the other. Many people are suffering health challenges to the point that the doctor does not even know what is wrong with them. Can I shock you? When you are somebody, you wrestle against truth. You fight truth. Maybe in the law court, in your place of work, wherever you find yourself. You are somebody you love turning truth upside down. You are incurring yourself on pardonable rod from God. What God demands from you and I, I told you now, is truth. If you are a good reader of scripture, you will come across 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 8. The Bible said, do nothing against the truth, but do something only for the truth. Because truth is Jesus. Anytime you kill truth, you are killing God. That is the truth. In our nation today, we are killing truth. 
Court of law, people are killing truth. You are happy you have one case. Did you win that case based on the truth of God's word? You are happy. They say you are okay. Are you really okay by the time's table of God? What does it profit a man when men shall discharge and acquit you? And God is putting condemn on your forehead. Though invisible, but it will surely come. Our world today lacks truth. One of the reasons we are suffering setback in this nation, and many nations of the world, is that we have relegated truth. In our homes, we have relegated truth. Between husband and wife, truth has been relegated. Churches today, oh, no thank you for many churches of today. Truth has been relegated in the church. Yes, a pastor told me how he preached in his church. I don't want to mention one of these orthodox churches. And the elders there booted him away. Don't say this nonsense here. What you are calling nonsense is it not the truth of God's word? What God demands from us, number one, we should love truth and walk in truth. For time's sake, still on Hosea chapter 6 verse 8. The second thing God requires from us is that we should love mercy. What is that? Forgiveness. We should love to forgive one another. There should be forgiveness in our marriages. There should be forgiveness in our churches. There should be forgiveness in our home. We must strive to have the grace of forgiveness. When Jesus was teaching the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, in verse number 12, he said we should pray, Matthew 6, 12, forgive us our transgressions, even as we also forgive our neighbors their transgressions. Jesus went further to say in Matthew 6, 14, if you don't forgive men their trespasses, God himself will not forgive you your own. So to love mercy simply means to have forgiveness towards one another. Finally, to walk humbly. You agree with me while we pray. Pride has engulfed everyone in this nation. Go to church or churches, all you find is pride. Pride at the pulpit, pride at the pew. Go to family, pride with the husband, pride with the wife. When a man is prideful and the wife is prideful, how can the marriage work? It will not work. There is no way two proud people can live together. And what did God have to say? In James chapter 4 verse 6, God resists a proud man. James 4 6. God will resist a proud man, a proud woman, but he will give grace to the humble. As you read James chapter 4 verse 7, the Bible says resist the devil. Because the devil wants us to be very proudful. Don't you see how our youths are very proudful? Children are becoming uncontrollable. Wives are becoming uncontrollable. Everybody just wants to be independent. Everybody just wants to be free. Look at our homes. Look at our marriages. Look at how our children are becoming. Look at the youth of today. Nobody can control anybody. I don't even want to talk about the government. When you correct them, they say you are in opposition. People don't want to hear. Why? Pride has replaced humility. And when we wear pride like a garment, we will not find peace. That's why there's calamity everywhere in this nation. That's why there's calamity everywhere. People are so proudful. They tell lies, they defend it. They do evil, they stand for it. Some people can even afford to insult government. They are not afraid. And that is not right. You are supposed to appeal to a government and not to fight government. You appeal to government. If there's anything governments are not doing well, appeal to them. Tell them this thing is wrong. Not by insulting them. But to you that is in government, you are privileged to be ruling the people. They will tell you 20 things, you don't take one. You allow pride to cover you like a government. May I tell you, read your Bible and check history. People who have pride as their first and second name, they die like Nebuchadnezzar. They die shamefully. They die like Herod. They die shamefully. They die like Pharaoh. They die shamefully. They die like Muhammad Gaddafi. They die shamefully. They die like a batch of Nigeria. They die shamefully. People who wear pride as garment in governance. You are in government, you are wearing pride as a garment. You don't listen to advice at all. Oh, they die like India me. Time will fail me. They die like Adolf Hitler. And they are not remembered again. 
What is God telling you and I? Whether you are in leadership position or you are the people that is being led, God wants us to fear him. God wants all of us to turn to Jesus. How? I told you why we close again. My memory verse is Micah chapter 6 verse 8. We love justice. We promote justice. All this turning truth upside down. All this nepotism and tribalism in our nation. All this one-sided government everywhere. Injustice. God is angry. The rich are getting richer every day. And the poor are getting poorer. Look at our nations today. People can't feed. People can't pay their children's school fee. We have no light. We have no road to pass. Thank God for what they are trying to do now. Here in the camera road. I pray they'll perfect it. I pray God will give them grace to perfect it. Everywhere. Suffering everywhere. No light. Economy is not working. And people are not ready to take correction. They are arguing. They are arguing. They are arguing. You are a minister of argument. What does it profit you to win argument and the people are suffering? That's why the Lord is calling us. In Micah chapter number 6 verse 8, God's requirement while we pray, we should love justice, we should love mercy, which is forgiveness, and we should walk humbly. If you are bad by all I've told you, the grace of God will follow you. You will have testimony. God will keep you. God will preserve you. Hosea chapter 4 verse 1, truth has fallen on the road. Hosea 4 1, truth has fallen on the road. But Psalm 40 verse 11, Psalm 40 verse 11, truth will preserve you. If others are throwing truth away, I encourage you, my dearest listener, don't throw truth away. Truth will preserve you, especially on your day of temptation. May God grant you understanding while we pray. Holy Father, thank you that this morning you have expressingly exposed to all what you require from us. You want us to accept Jesus the only way you have given us to the Father as our Lord and personal Savior and to remove him from all the fetish things we do in the land whatever the name we call it, tradition or no tradition. You want us, whether educated or not educated, to accept the word of God as the truth. And that's the only truth. You want us, oh God, to do justly. Today, many people are wrestling against truth. Even in the law courts, oh Lord, I pray, that everyone hearing the sound of my voice will love truth. In our homes, we promote truth. Husband and wife will love truth. Students and youth will love truth. People in governance, they will love truth. We, they are governing, we love truth. Make our nation a nation that worship truth and no more lies in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I also pray, like you demanded from us, remove the spirit of pride from the people leading us and remove the spirit of pride from us they are leading. Let pride and the spirit behind it die in this nation and clothe every one of us with the spirit of humility. You love humility. For the word of God says you resist the proud man, the proud woman, but you grant grace to the humble. I pray that my listeners today, we will humble ourselves and give our life to Jesus and begin to live a humble life of Christ. And I trust you, as they do, you will save them. You will heal every sickness. You will deliver them from death. Psalm 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20. The purpose of this world is to deliver from death. I pray that this world will deliver every marriage. Deliver every man, deliver every woman. This world, this morning, will deliver a nation. We will no longer go the downward road of sin, pride, and unbelief, but we will start going up as we serve God. Sin will destroy a nation. Righteousness will exalt a nation. Thank you for exalting us once again because we are turning to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Give me a resounding amen out there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Of course, you know this, your regular voice and pastor on radio, the senior pastor, Blessed Assurance Gospel Church International, Reverend Felix Igwewese Benoba. I tell you, today is going to be awesome in church. So 7.30, we started our victorious service. 230 at Kenwaru, just by Asori bus stop. So this morning, I tell you, worship with us and be victorious in every aspect of your life. 080-33-71-5441 or 80 33 
those are my life. Send me text messages. Get your prayer requests. Tell us you can sponsor this program. Send us sponsorship to keep moving this kingdom of God, even of our Christ, on earth, victoriously going on on planet earth. And the Lord will bless you. Until I meet you in church, 7.30 Sunday morning. Remember, bless. Amen.